listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. It is the first week of the new year. Woohoo, we made it. Uh, You're probably giving some thought to what exactly you're going to do in your business in this upcoming year. Um, And so that's what we're talking about today. We're looking at when is it time to expand and how to make the leap for that expansion as well. Let's get started. Most of the practice owners I talk to have the goal of growing their practice, whether that is today or at some point in the future. So if that is you, then you're in the right spot today. The thing that's most difficult with expansion is that a lot of growing businesses or businesses that that grow really fast fail, not because of bad intent, because they run out of cash. Cash is truly king when it comes to expanding. Uh, And so making sure that you have got enough money to stay the course is what's going to differentiate your practice with other practices that, that may or may not. As each payroll gets bigger and bigger, if you're expanding your team, it's really easy for things to get out of control uh, and the need for cash just keeps growing as well. Also, as you grow the business, it's normal for the profit margin to get smaller over time as well. So there's a lot of competing priorities there, uh, including your for your time, where as with a small practice, you're spending a whole lot of time uh, basically doing all the things. The more practice grows, the more specialized your role is going to be and the more specialized the roles of other people in your uh, in your practice as well. In my upcoming book, Profit First for Therapists, I talk about three phases of expansion. The first phase is planning and analysis. And in my opinion, that should be the longest phase of them all. This is not just where you're looking at paint colors and deciding which chairs you're going to buy. This is where you really get down into the details and look at how much exactly is this going to cost and where's the money going to come from to pay for it. So a lot of practices expand at the speed of cash. And so that means they're saving enough money to be able to pay cash for a big piece of the expansion. And then maybe they're cash flowing another piece. And that means that there's enough profit or enough free cash available within the business so that they're able to pay for the last bit of expenses, maybe 25% or so. So Now, some practice owners are going to get a loan to pay for the uh, expansion. And that's not my preferred Uh, method to expand, but that is an option that's available out there. But if you have a loan, there's probably a top dollar amount to that loan. And so you want to have a good idea of, is this loan going to be enough to cover what I need? And if not, how am I going to get the funds to do that? Uh, And this is often an area that gets skipped because it's really exciting to expand. It's really fun to go look at new spaces, think about the marketing piece or the hiring piece and um, all the fun things around it, it, that's sometimes a lot more fun than the actual financial situation. Uh, And so sometimes we see this get skipped where someone will just jump into a new lease when they're actually not really full in their existing space and they can't quite afford it yet. Uh, And sometimes that can put them in hot water. And so when you're planning expansion, whether that is for your 
uh, team, just expansion from their, your team or expansion in physical space or in location. Uh, you want to really look at the financials there and have a plan for how you're going to pay for that. So when you're looking at a new space, look at is how much is this space going to cost, first of all, right? That, that, that's the obvious piece. Then look at how much is it going to cost to get it up and running for your business. What I mean by that is, are there improvements that need to be made to the space? Is it one big open space and then you have to separate it into multiple therapist offices? Or is it already laid out exactly the way you need to? Uh, how much is it going to cost you to um, add the decor items, the furnishings? Look at what additional staff you're going to need. Uh, will you need additional admin staff, for example, or will your current admin staff be able to support that expansion without adding uh, adding more as well? Those are all different considerations. Uh, if you're doing uh, improvements to the space, I highly recommend getting multiple bids, getting those bids in writing so that you have uh, an exact dollar amount. Now, there, it's possible that if you make changes, obviously your contractor is going to give you a change order and you'll have to approve that, but that helps limit your risk of unexpected expenses. Notice I didn't say eliminate because stuff is always still going to come up, but it helps reduce your risk. So this planning phase is really, really important. I would love for you to have a good idea of how to pay for all of this and exactly how much it's going to cost. The next phase is the growth phase. This is really an action-packed phase and it is a whole lot of work. This is the place where you are not only running your existing business, but you're also maybe managing a construction site, recruiting a whole lot of employees, uh, planning for the marketing, meeting with, meeting with doctor's offices out in your community, right? Where you're really starting to ramp up growth for your new, um, for your new location or new team members. It's not uncommon in that action phase or growth phase that you're taking home less than you were before. And that surprises a lot of practice owners, but that's true. You're doing a lot of different things at once. There's a lot of uh, priorities vying for your attention. And you're also uh, spending a lot of money in this phase. So it's not uncommon for you to your take-home pay to be a little bit less. So you want to know what is the 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 bottom basement dollar amount that you're able to take home. And you want to make sure that you're able to continue to give yourself that throughout the expansion. And honestly, if you're not able to do that, then it's probably not time to expand quite yet. You want to make sure that you're able to take care of your household first uh, before you expand so that you're not putting a bunch of stuff on credit cards just to make it through that expansion. This is a tough phase. You're probably going to end, to end the action and growth phase feeling pretty tired uh, and a little little beat down. It's worth it, uh, it will get better, but it's just a lot of work in this phase. And then last but not least, we have the new normal. This is the phase where your financials are going to start to stabilize and your workload is going to stabilize as well. You're going to get used to being the owner of a larger business. You're finding your role within the business, the things that you really need to be doing, and then you're starting to delegate more of the things that you really don't need to be doing. You're past the construction piece, you're past the, the big hiring spree. Um, sometimes in a larger business, you're always hiring, uh, but, you, but there's not that big, big push. This is the phase where you just ride off into the sunset and live happily ever after. Just kidding. That's not a thing that business owners get to do, right? You get used to the new business. Hopefully you're making more money. 
but there's always challenges that come at each stage of private practice. I want to share a few tricks that practice owners have shared with me. Uh, and again, these stories are in the book, Profit First for Therapists, about how they think of uh, expansion and when they know that they're ready. So Maureen Warbach, who is the owner of Urban Wellness in Illinois, and also the owner of group, the Group Practice Exchange, her aim is to negotiate a lease where she's not actually paying rent until the space is open for business. So she's negotiating typically a lease where um, during that period of time where uh, she's improving the space and construction is happening, she's at least not paying for the lease. So that means it's fairly it's, it's significantly less expensive for her to expand. She also looks at her OPEX account, her operating expenses. Um, and if you're not doing profit first, that would be your checking account. And she looks at having at least enough cash available to pay for the improvements and pay for all the furniture and decor. And so Maureen give, gives herself a budget of $2,000 per therapy room. And so if she's looking at a space that has eight therapy rooms, then that means she needs at least $16,000 in cash for furniture and decor. Then she's usually adding on a little bit more for um, for the waiting area. And so that's kind of how she thinks of that. If there's always at least that much money left in her operating expenses account, then she knows that she's ready to start at least looking at spaces that are available if she's ready to expand. Because she knows that by the time she actually identifies the space, makes an offer, and really starts the process, she's going to have even more money available by then. Casey Compton from Mindsight Partners and the owner of Mindsight Behavioral Group has a little bit of a different approach here. She has seven locations and counting. And so every time she uh, makes her profit first transfers, she allocates funds to an expansion account. So every single time she transfers, there's money going in there. It does not have a uh, plan quite yet, but she puts money in there and then she knows what her number is. Uh, when the balance of that account reaches a specific number, that's when she starts looking at uh, expansion and where she wants to go next. She might decide to make a move at that point. She might decide to wait a little bit longer, uh, but she's always allocating funds for expansion just so that she's ready to make a move if an opportunity presents itself. And I think those, both of those are very, very different, but they're both great ways of thinking of expansion in a very methodical way that's very data driven. And I think that's a really smart way to look at expansion. Uh, when it becomes a very emotional decision, that's when um, uh, bad decisions can get made most often. So before I leave you today, I want to give you a word of caution on uh, expansion. It's not uncommon for a practice to have their worst month right after their best month. So it's not uncommon with an expansion, whether that be, again, team members or space, to have a great, great month and say, okay, great, we had we hit $100,000 in revenue for the first time this month. This is amazing. We're all going to be rich. And then the very next month, have zero, zero profit or negative profit, right? We're going from, I'm talking gross income and the net profit, which are two different things. But maybe the very next month is $95,000 in income, but the expenses outpaced the uh, the income. And after a great month, it's really easy to go big and say, okay, all the expenses, no problem. We'll invest here. We'll invest here. No problem. The money's going to keep coming in. But there are hills and valleys in private practice and things are not always linear. It's not always completely linear growth. Um, and so that's something that we see happen quite 
often. And so it's just a good idea to be prepared for um, the unevenness of expansion. You'll have some months that keep going up and then it'll go down and then it'll keep going up and then it'll go down again. That's not because you've done anything bad or you're a bad leader or you have failed your practice. None of those things are true. It's just part of having a business. So I'm mentioning that so that if you're prepared for it, it won't be nearly as scary when you see it happen. Take care, everyone. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal.